Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Right, We're supposed to be getting it? over that hump, right? <laughs> Big fat hump today. It's one downside, Nancy, to having uh, a short week last week, where it's just too, for a lot of people Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're like, oh, Tuesday feels like Monday, but then by the time you're a Thursday, the week's over already over. Right. Now this week seems extended. Yeah, how dare it? Yeah, we're so. at four, the forty degrees. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Forty out. degrees. It's balmy. Um, I still have some uh, snow. We had quite a bit yesterday before that changeover. That was a little dicey, wasn't it? For about twenty minutes, I thought this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> and I, I was texting you at this point. I'm like, this is uh, my my kids had a early dismissal, mm-hmm. and. I saw cars sliding around the road by my house. Like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. There was one car was trying to make a right turn, and I guess it, I don't know if it had bald tires, but it couldn't, it could not navigate a hill, yeah. and it was sliding, and people were being patient with this driver who was stopped yeah, in the middle of the road. Yeah, it's always good to do when it's slippery, yeah. But, you know, people are usually like, what the hell? They had this face of like, oh, poor thing. Yeah, well. We were caring for a few moments, and then uh, it just stopped. And <laughs> it, Frustration. It quickly changed in my mind from this could be dangerous for people to let the, you know, the kids out now. It changed real quick to this. Why did they do that? Why are we out of school Yeah, why? for some rain? What? No, uh, why did they do, have people getting out of school at the worst possible time. That never changed. That question still lingers Yeah, that, that question is still out there. Now, again, it all depends on where you were. Where I was, um, a bunch of schools were letting out, like uh, Carbondale, uh, Mountain View, Forest City, a whole bunch of them, and Lackawanna Trail, when it was really bad out. And I'm thinking, did anybody listen to the forecast? Because Seneca no. was very clear. It's better to leave them and it's all going to change to rain. And yet they were, I, I know there was a bus my, uh, where my son teaches, they had a, del- they were supposed to get out and they had to wait because a, there was a bus from a neighboring district that was stuck on a main road. Because the roads were horrible. They were horrible. It was terrible. Why were we letting but, kids out at 11, 12 o'clock in the midst of this whole thing? There seemed to be a general consensus from the Facebook threads I was reading from different parents angry. You know, some going, why did, why did we let our kids out for rain? And people said, well, it wasn't so much just rain. The fear is there's going to be flooding two, three o'clock. That didn't seem to occur. Small No, the areas. question was why let them out in the middle of the... I, I, well, I, don't think, I, I think they all would have been fine if you just said, we're not going in today. But the fact that you're putting kids on buses in the midst of ice and snow... It was, ba- it was, it was dumb. It, it seemed like very bad judgment. 
I mean, um, is it that that bad that you will risk people's lives there's, to get in there because you don't want to either do a virtual day or, or take a hit in the calendar and have to make it up? I just yeah, there's I don't no, get it. There's no question. There's a lot of, you know, uh, after the fact, we go back and look. And I, I agree with you. In the moment, I kept thinking, this could be bad. These buses are big. If they don't stop right, you know, there could be accidents. And, and then, it, but it, then it quickly cleared up. And to me, the question became more of like, should we have just kept the kids in school? These are schools at this point now for all the wrong reasons. They know how to do lockdowns. They know how to keep kids safe behind those walls. God forbid we had to. I feel like the kids are safe there. There was nothing to be afraid of to right. get them out at 3 o'clock. Every forecast said it's going to change over. It was the That's worst what makes no sense. time. Somebody, the worst time. It wasn't like it wasn't discussed. Like we all discussed this. Hey, it'll be good once you get in. Yeah. It may I, start and then you'll have the afternoon and you'll be able to get home. But no, yeah. we all decided to freak out and at 11 and uh, 11:30 and 12 these d- delays. I'm telling when you, you up say, in Susquehanna County, parts of uh, Wyoming County over into Carbondale and Lackawanna it was bad. Oh, I was texting with you at the out. time. I was in Archbald and it was it was really bad. I started to slide down uh, Salem Road, which is pretty it, you know the incline's pretty uh, right. steep, and I luckily my brakes, my tires, I guess hit the pavement and it stopped. But it was uh, it, it was dicey there. But yeah. we both agree, like the you know it was bad for a bit. They shouldn't probably have let them out at that point, if at all. Right. Someone had put something up, and it's very rare that a Facebook kind of meme thing makes me go, "Huh, that's a really interesting point." And it, it was this. It was that someone said when I was in school. If there was a tornado in the area, they put us in the hallway and put books on our heads and said, good luck, kids. <laughs> and we survived. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, it might rain. Send them home. There's got to be a middle ground there. Yeah. The, the, I don't understand the fact that every forecast said it's going to turn to rain by the time kids get out of school. So why did you well, put them in there? Only to take them out at the worst point. I mean, we're just beating a dead horse at yeah. this point. But anyway, we got a lot of power outages yep. uh, in the area as well. Um, also, uh, the wind uh, advisory. There's a wind advisory that's now in place. There was one yesterday, which expired, I think, around four this morning, whatever. The wind advisory now is for nine o'clock this morning until seven o'clock this evening. Uh, so we're going to see, again, portions of the area having uh, winds from the southwest 20 to 30 miles per hour. There could be gusts up to 45 miles per hour expect- expected. Again, that's 9 o'clock this morning until 7 o'clock this evening. And that doesn't bode well for the fact that we got through, we got some power outages. Unfortunately, I did see uh, an update somewhere for some of the people without, I'm not saying all of them, but some of the people without power they may not be getting that back until Thursday, was what I heard. So yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a couple of days later this afternoon. I think. I mean, it's just my observation. The days of oh, we'll it'll be back by eleven a.m. this morning. Oh, we have to push it back to two. To it seems like they they say worst case scenario now. So well, hopefully they have they can so get many. It. That's the problem. Right. I'm looking at the PPL outage uh, map, and there's uh, quite a few. Like the Moscow area, that area has like uh, 700 people. And then in the surrounding areas there, there's a couple hundred more as well, down by Toby Hanna and Mount Pocono. Um, Kingston, Wilkes-Barre, 1,300 people without power. And then you go into uh, Mountaintop uh, near uh, Drums and such, uh, hundreds more. It's just a a mess. And yes, there are some in Old Forge. There's some up in Clark Summit, uh, even Honesdale. And, uh, you know, it's... 
it's hitting a lot of the areas with the winds or, you know, rain, whatever it was causing problems. Yeah, I don't, uh, again, sometimes the best, for me at least, the best way to kind of gauge what's going on, I'll, well, kind of monitor my Facebook feed and just watch people talking about what they're experiencing and there were some people saying, great, my power's out till Thursday. I don't think I've ever seen a storm that led to more comments like this. And Brian, it happened to Brian Hughes a little bit. He told me, uh, people saying, all the lights are flickering. I don't remember people saying lights flickering, but I, heard, I saw a lot of people saying yeah. that. So I don't know. Power went out back on again. Yeah. Like just, you know, <laughs> lights went on and off real quick with a lot of flickering. So I think we're very lucky it wasn't, you know, 15 degrees colder because then right. we'd have oh, wires. Oh, absolutely. like Absolutely. Like my thing was I was concerned. We get power out of just quite a bit. I was concerned about what about the heat because then our blowers don't work, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I thought, well, at least it's like 40 degrees. It, yeah, it would have been worse if the this power were lines would have been snapping colder, everywhere. But then yeah. again, would it be rain if it were that much colder? Other people are saying True. Um, the early dismissals were for fear of local flooding, not the right. weather. Um, look That's at, the vibe I got from talking to different people. They were worried that that was what was going to happen. Not so much. Oh, snow, quickly get everyone together. Well, and out. Some of those uh, places I've. Anyway, I'm not saying all of them are in areas where there's lots of flooding. Um, why not just not go into school? Why would you risk it putting them in and then taking them out at a bad time? Seneca said it yesterday when he talked to us. He's like, I don't know why people aren't really hyped up about this. Like he had an inkling and told us that yeah. yesterday was more of a concern than most people were giving it. So uh, anyway, we're going to talk again about another right. similar system. This one coming in, uh, I guess, late on Friday into Saturday. So that's coming up. Then what's this? Johnny Lucas is already like, well, did you hear about next week? And I'm like, no, I John, don't want to hear about next week. Is it the soothsayer who sees the future and tells uh, you about the bad things? Is that what that is? Do I have the definition God. of that right? Johnny Lucas is very big on, here's the future, and it sucks. No, he just saw something about right, Johnny? on the internet or something. What did you say? Actually, it's my, my knee is acting up. That's a... Oh, okay. When it rains, Johnny's explaining him, his knee turns into a Shakespearean <laughs> yes. uh, actor. Full of we. Yeah. It's anyway, crazy. so uh, you may be, there's a bunch of um, roads, which we'll get you caught up to date in a few minutes here in the area that also had debris on them. So what happens is we had some winds that knocked some trees and branches and such, yeah. uh, causing some problems as well. So we'll keep you up to date on that. If there's anything you want to pass along uh, to our uh, traffic uh, you know, department, Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. All right, and we can talk about. I'm just laughing here, Johnny. Pass it along to people. Johnny's talking about his toe. My friend Rob was like, I'm "Not trying to scare y'all, but my toe." I was like, "What toe? You know, some sort of toe <laughs> thing going on?" And I'm like, "Okay, the toe hurts." So yeah, so. that means something's going on. Yeah, everyone kind of knows that. My right foot used to bother me. It didn't bother me at all yesterday. So we'll see. Uh, where is it here? Um, oh no, I can't. What are find. you looking for? Someone's toe update? He does a lot of posts. God, My goodness gracious! All right, okay. well, forget I even went to look for it. We will get to the traffic in just a moment. Uh, just an update for you: Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin being treated for prostate cancer, and he suffered complications that led him to being taken to the hospital on New Year's Day, where he's still being treated. So now we know about the condition. Yeah. Supposedly, December twenty second, he went in for what was considered a pretty routine surgery for those diagnosed with prostate cancer. This was not considered anything that was highly invasive. I mean, it's surgery. 
Uh, but uh, he did go in. He went home. And then it was after the holidays that he had complications, yeah. and then he was, uh, you know, in the hospital. Then, so at least now we know uh, what it is that he is dealing with. Um, so, um, you know, getting details about the illness and what that means. Uh, there still are, of course, you're going to have, you know, Republicans are calling for him to resign. Uh, the administration is saying, you know, they have full confidence he doesn't have to resign, but they are now, I guess, putting out the word to all department heads, <laughs> through is all this- of government, to have a process of notifying. And what's your process for your transparency? They want to make sure that everybody has a plan. And I guess they've all been given a task with a deadline to let us know. I know. But, you know, this is the kind of, you know, hey, let's all know that not only do we suffer with these kinds of things in this scale, wherever you're working, it happens in a huge national security sense as well. It happens. I don't I don't know how, but it does. In this job, for example, if Johnny Lucas didn't show up. For some reason, just didn't show up. It was, it yeah, was 530. A, that's a different situation. Or any job. One of your coworkers doesn't show up. You're probably going to be like, where are they? And start asking questions. You'd think in this case. I don't know. Around the holidays, you're thinking people have time off. Again, this isn't like a store that if someone no, doesn't show that. up, there's not a checkout line uh, where go, people go, okay, now what? Um, I'm going to guess people thought it's the holidays. Right. I'm not making excuses for it because I think it's Sounds terrible. like you are. <laughs> no, no I, I'm just I understand where you're coming you from. You just see where someone goes, oh, so so-and-so is not in because, you know, it's Christmas. They might have time off. Yeah, I just I just know that if someone doesn't show up for their for their job, you you someone usually calls in for them or lets yeah, them but know. They said that the second in command, the Should guy have. under knew. him, knew and was I guess when he went under this procedure, whatever it is that they do to say this person would take over in the event something were to happen. So someone was so ready. There were people around him who knew. It was just not communicated to a wider audience. I don't want to look down, but I don't know who this is. ELO. Ah, that was, well, you know why I don't know that's ELO? Snedeker kind of turned me on because he always talks about ELO being awesome. And I went, I'm like, let me listen to the best of ELO and like the first seven tracks I knew. I just didn't realize they were ELO. And <laughs> the ELO, you know ELO well, now I, I just didn't know who, who did it. Do you know what ELO stands for? Electric Light Orchestra? Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. The uh, Which is not all, which at one point I did confuse with Bachman Turner Overdrive, totally different. Those are two different groups too. I don't know if you know <laughs> Very that. different. However, that's just a Jason weird thing. Um, but the reason I bring that up, the reason I didn't know that was them is ELO has a, does a really good job of sounding like other groups. Like they can change their sound so easily. I don't know. I think they're so distinctive. I would never guess that. Unless I'm confusing them with BTO, which <laughs> I don't think I am. But anyway, like if you listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, they have a very distinct sound. So two different does sounds. ELO. I think it's they like do. Queen and all these like big, big like orchestral kind of. Well, in the sense, Queen I think sounded a little different sometimes when they did like Fat Bottom Girls versus <laughs> We Will Rock You. There's a different sound there, but I feel like uh, ELO <clears throat> did a really good job of masking it. They did great like pick you up kind of happy but songs. I just admit it. I confused BTO and ELO. Yeah. And uh, my opinion is very weak. It shouldn't, it's not very strong. WILK, a federal judge has issued an arrest warrant this week for a man whose court record show failed to appear for a court appearance on charges that he and a co-defendant uh, slaughtered more than 3,600 protected birds, including bald eagles, and sold them on the black market. Uh, Simon Paul 
and Travis John Branson, accused of killing the birds on the Flathead Indian Reservation in western Montana and elsewhere. Uh, the U.S. District Court uh, shows that uh, they say killing the protected wildlife is a violation of the Bald and Golden Eagle Protection Act. It is absolutely disgusting. I hate stories like that. But anyway, they have an arrest warrant out because they have not been able to find this dude. Hopefully they will. Um, in local news, state police have charged two old Forge business owners and an employee with several theft-related counts. Um, this is uh, the kind of story that hear about every once in a while. Um, I'm looking at the Scranton Times-Tribune. Uh, they say uh, Kevin Lewis of West Pittston, Andrew Montgomery of Dunmore, charged with theft by unlawful taking and related counts. They say he failed to, they both failed to properly complete vehicle transactions and they pocketed about $2,400 in tax money, hmm. which was owed to the Commonwealth and about $8,400 owed to PennDOT. Uh, they also say 31-year-old Sierra Harris of Dunmore, the owner of Triple M Auto, faces investigation record charges for failing to keep complete and accurate records for the sales of multiple vehicles and failing to promote the sales of vehicles for her licensed dealership. So, you know, when you go to a place, and again, these are accusations, but there's always that concern when you go to buy used vehicles, right? Uh, What might happen there? So I think think there's concern anytime. I mean, Especially if things are tough with inflation, things get rough. I think there's a lot of people out there who think, should I? But most of us are trained to not do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, should I take that money off that table? Even though I know clearly it's the tip for the the server, the way. Oh, God. Leave the money there. We know not to do that. This is a different situation, but don't do it. Started when uh, there's a man who visited the Dunmore Barracks to report he purchased a vehicle from Triple M Auto on North Main Street, but had not received a title or registration. Uh, Police determined that officials from Triple M Auto went to 365 Auto LLC located next door to complete the transfer. When a state trooper arrived at that place to interview uh, them, the listed owner, nobody was present. Uh, They say they found uh, when they went into the office uh, copies of incomplete title certificate and registration forms scattered throughout the place. And again, this is all in the Scranton Mm. Times Tribune. So uh, the two old Forge business owners and an employee facing auto fraud charges. I was so prepared last night. Um, We plugged in the phones. I took a shower early because I thought, If I don't, you know, I don't want to wake up and not have hot water. See, I have a whole situation where my power goes out. We can't shower. We can't flush toilets because we have, you know, a well and a pump and all that stuff. So I did that. I had the two laptops charging. I had my flashlight, every rechargeable one. I had everything. And I said, now that I'm completely prepared, I won't need it. But hey. You always have to prepare just in case. So, yeah, yeah, there are thousands of people without power today. I had that moment yesterday when I was just reading Facebook, like I said to you before, and just people talking about power outages and flickering lights. And an hour later, I just go, we need to charge our phones. It's like around 7 o'clock. So my wife's like, my charger's upstairs. And she's like, I'm not getting up. I ran upstairs like the hero I am. (laughs) Got the chargers. Put your cape on. It is uh, 636, 39 degrees. Former President Donald Trump uh, says he is going to deliver his own closing argument tomorrow in his New York civil business fraud trial. In addition to his legal team summations, according to two people familiar with the highly unusual plan, is yeah. one of them that, what's the name that he uses as his alias? John Barron. 
Did he still do that? No, that, that was a long John time ago. John Barron that gave that information? No, but he John still, Barron Esquire. He still gives uh, you know information and says, "Cite me anonymously." Anyway, he is a defendant in the case brought by the New York Attorney General Letitia James. She claims his net worth inflated by billions of dollars on financial statements. Um, also, there was uh, the case. Uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to find the story in front of me now. Um, that uh, about his immunity. Well, this was a fun little thing to listen to. The fact that the audio came out, I was just I was captivated by this. Um, mostly by his lawyer. I don't know what his lawyer's situation is, if he was sick or if he's just one of those raspy he has voices. He just a very raspy voice. Yeah, yeah. but it was... Um, Here's Let me just give a little background. Sure, and I, I have a clip or two we Basically, can um, you know, his uh, Trump was president, present in court, uh, but the uh, federal appeals court judges in Washington were expressing a skepticism that he is immune from prosecution on charges he plotted to overturn the results of the 2020 election that he lost to Joe Biden. So um, they're trying to claim that basically they should never be held responsible for anything that they do in office, which seems pretty odd. Yeah, there was this, uh, you know, one hypothetical, I'll call it an extreme hypothetical, but Judge uh, Florence Zipan or Pond uh, asked Trump's lawyer about this extreme hypothetical act about uh, could a president be charged with a crime under any circumstances, including. Could a president order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival? That's an official act in order to seal Team 6. He, he would have to be and would speedily be, you know, uh, uh, impeached and convicted before the criminal what prosecution. If you what if you weren't? There would be no criminal prosecution, no criminal liability for that. Chief Justice's opinion in murder against Madison and uh, uh, and our Constitution and the plain language of the impeachment judgment clause all clearly presuppose that what the founders were concerned about was not. I asked you a yes, no, yes or no question. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival who was not impeached, would he be subject to criminal prosecution? If he were impeached and convicted first. So So your answer is is, no. My answer is qualified yes. Now, this is so weird. Okay, first of all. I find this fascinating. Legally, this thing is so dubious and so ridiculous. However, politically, do you remember when the impeachment process was going on and what did they say? The people who supported him. Which part? They said when the impeachment process was going on for what had happened on January 6th, what did everybody say who defended Donald Trump? Oh, you got to try him in a court of law. You can't just do this. This is ridiculous. We don't know if he's guilty, blah, blah, blah. Right. All the defenders said, oh, no, you got it. It's got to go before a court. Now it's now they got to be impeached first. This is really stupid. This thing is laughable. And most of the analysts that I've seen and I've watched them on all the networks said this is ridiculous. You can't say I mean, so you could literally. Oh, President Biden could go and kill like a Donald Trump, a political rival and never be held accountable if he had 34 senators. Because remember, you have to have two thirds. Thirty four senators could just go. Nope. He says his his lawyer in that case says, you know, in that situation, he would clearly be quickly convicted and, you know, impeached and convicted. However, what in if he's what not? World? Well, in what world? You know, we thought in a that- world where people you th- would you would think would do the right thing. Yeah. What well, I we find see fascinating has not happened. What I find, a, a, I, I, geez, I love listening to this. Forget like I love the legal back and forth and this idea that someone says something that seems so obvious and someone comes up with what to them is a very plausible argument. I find the whole thing very intriguing and interesting. But I will say this. One of the arguments, and I'm sure we'll get this text, is 
if they don't give presidents immunity, you're opening this Pandora's box where a president can do anything. And to that, I would say, I believe that's like saying, hey, I'm about to I open the Pandora's box, but you don't want anyone else to do this. Just me. Like the Pandora's box, I believe, is already open. This idea of, you know, this could lead to more trouble. Yeah. And I think that's where this all comes from. I don't even think his attorney believes this is plausible. I think this is the only thing. This is what you call throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. I thought that the judge made a great point. Uh, This one was Judge Karen LaCraft Henderson, appointee of former President George H.W. Bush. I said she said, I think it's paradoxical to say that his constitutional duty to take care that the laws be faithfully executed allows him to violate criminal law. We are not a monarchy. No one is above the law. This should be a swift decision here. This, this This should be a no brainer. We shall see. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. As we look ahead to next week, I know Johnny, we were joking with Johnny earlier about him being, you know, looking for all this bad stuff. But uh, Snedeker is mentioning already, remember that cold, like bitter January cold we used to get? Coming back. Is it it coming back? Or is it going to be what we, because I mentioned that a few weeks ago. I think it's that uh, it's still here. But we, when I was younger, I just didn't dress appropriately. That's why I always felt colder, but maybe it's not. No, it's not. He has some statistics saying we're getting far less cold days like mm-hmm. that, but we'll talk to him in about a little less than an hour. Yeah. Looking uh, to next week, it does look quite a bit cooler. Um, we've got temperatures in the 40s up until Sunday, and then the high Sunday, 26, 28 on Monday, 28 on Tuesday. I'm looking at the seven-day outlook. So yeah. <clears throat> we will talk to Snedeker next hour. And we'll get an update for you, all right? Good. I'm still wondering why all those schools decided to, to let out right in the thick of all that crappy, crappy snow and icy conditions yesterday. Here's, a ba- here's, here's the generalized statement. We have a lot of different students in a lot of different areas. We have to make sure everybody's safe. So we have to make a decision that covers everybody, not just some people. So what seems calm to you could have been a bad situation. So we stand by our decision. Goodbye. But why not just not go in that day? I said goodbye. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I mean, it's a tough spot to be in, but it was just it was yesterday again. They're letting kids out at 11 o'clock, 11.05, and that's when it was uh, the roads were, I, w- really I would bad. say, treacherous for about 20 minutes. Well, they and were then, treacherous longer than that in my neck of the woods. Yeah, where I was, it was, uh, it was bad for about maybe a half hour, maybe even 45 minutes, but still, then it quickly kind of died down and, you know, but still... 
Yeah, By the time the kids got sense. home. We all yeah. knew that it was going to turn on right, over correct, to rain. Correct. All right. Uh, well, the Tennessee Titans fired head coach uh, Mike Vrabel on Tuesday after back-to-back losing seasons. Uh, he may have had a trade value to other teams with a, with a head coaching vacancy, but the team's owner said she didn't want to wait out such a scenario. So it's like, that's sad when they want to get rid of you so bad, like they're not even going to look to see what we could do. Which is it. weird because the second he was fired, I mean, there were a bunch of coaches that were fired. The second he was fired, immediately people started kind of going, get him. I heard people say the Eagles yeah. wanted him. I heard people say the Patriots wanted him. Uh, Belichick's still there, of course. Seems like he's hanging on like it's a long-lost love and he doesn't want to leave. Um, he, it seems like he wants to stick there, but apparently Variable's pretty much uh, in demand. I couldn't tell you one good thing or bad thing about him. That's where I Yeah, I don't know much about him either, but people, I did see a number of people going, hey, he'd be good and, you know, plug in whatever their favorite team is. Yeah. So we'll see where he ends up. A North Carolina man who served more than 44 years in prison after being wrongfully convicted in 1976. So imagine that. He's reached a historic $25 million combined settlement in a civil lawsuit. I mean, that's not even 44 years for, and you're like at 25 million. I'm surprised he got anything. A lot of times they go, well, sorry. Usually they'll hook um, him up with something. That's pretty good, I guess, but still, you're right. It's not worth it. 68-year-old Ronnie Long settled a civil lawsuit against the city of Concord, North Carolina. And uh, they say that uh, the total settlement's $22 million from the city and $3 million from the State Bureau of Investigation. It's the second largest wrongful conviction settlement ever recorded. Um, so this was filed back in 2021. They also got a public apology from the city itself. Um, one of uh, his attorneys noted the rare apology. They told C- I mean, uh, USA Today it was crucial for Long's healing process and vital to the set- settlement. He was like, you need to apologize. Um, anyway, they say there were significant errors in judgment and willful misconduct by previous city employees. That led to the wrongful conviction and imprisonment. And they did say we are deeply remorseful for the past wrongs that caused tremendous harm to Mr. Long, his family, friends and community. So basically, um, he is black. He was convicted by an all white jury in 1976 for the rape of a prominent white woman in Concord. The jury had been selected by local law enforcement leaders who removed potential black jurors from the jury pool. There was no physical evidence connecting him to the rape and burglary. He was accused of uh, his attorney said the prosecution used the victim's identification of Long as their main piece of evidence. But the evidence was the product of a suggestive identification procedure arranged by the police to target Long, who did not match her original description of the assailant. Uh, They say uh, evidence collected, uh, including more than 40 fingerprints, did not match him. The rape kit was not shared with the defense. And at the time of the trial, they say Concord Police Department officers gave false testimony about the evidence. This is insane. Well, look, and this is what happens a lot of times. Not a lot. It happens frequently when people don't have the means to defend themselves like oh, OJ. it certainly makes a big difference when you don't have money. Yeah. If you don't have someone who will fight to the death for you. Right. Well, and also you have a dirty prosecution. Sure. Right. It's a an dirty battle. police office uh, uh, department that's doing it. Um, look, uh, all that time. I mean, 
44 years. I can't even imagine that. Um, but this is also, a, and one thing they found is what used to be critical in any case was the person being identified. They say that sometimes the memory of an identification, visual identification, is not as no, ironclad as we used to think. They've done studies and tests and then where they'd show somebody somebody. We're not even talking about a victim of a crime. They've done tests where they show pictures and then later on when you try to recall what somebody looked like, people, they don't always remember it exactly how they saw it. In this case, it wasn't even how she described the assailant in the first place. And they yeah, ended I up mean, trying to fit him into, a, like, you know, putting a square peg in a round hole. Just yeah, for anyone who doesn't sense. believe that stuff, just say, you know, look at... I don't know. Think about somebody you bumped into earlier that morning and go, what color shirt were they wearing? I think Brian Hughes is wearing maroon. Is that correct, uh, Johnny? No, we don't know. <laughs> but the point is, I get it. obviously, it's not, it also when up. you have a traumatic situation happen to you, what happens with your memory as well? Sure. Yesterday, I go home, get my son, early dismissals. My son comes home. My uh, my daughter comes home and we're all kicking back. I got some extra time. I think I'm going to work on a project at home that my wife's been saying. It's been like a year mm-hmm. and she's not wrong. Um, so I'm, I'm upstairs changing my shirt, putting on like a dirty t-shirt. When all of a sudden I hear my daughter crying. My seven-year-old is crying. I hear my son go, Rebecca, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, awful feeling, if, he, if he is going, are you okay? Right. That means he's noticed this. Sure. She comes upstairs. She's just crying. Mm-hmm. And then she's, there's blood in her mouth. Oh, and no. I say, I'm like, are you, what happened? Rocky, our dog, Rocky jumped up and knocked my tooth out. <laughs> oh, God. The dog, she had two. She, has, she had two teeth, two baby teeth up front that were like had kind of let, moved up a little bit. They should have come out six months ago, probably, but they kind of. So geez. they were they were on their way out. Oh, they were well beyond that. They right. over they were squatters at this point. She should be happy. She well, she is now. She's thrilled now. <laughs> but in the moment, she ju- the dog jumped up and his his rock hard head hit her in the mouth, bloodied her up. Mm-hmm. She said she tasted the blood. She said. She did. I said, did, did you feel your tooth get knocked out? She goes, no. <laughs> no. She went to the bathroom to look to see what happened. Right. And then she's like, and then I realized my tooth was missing and she couldn't find it. And then the tooth fairy came into this whole thing. Yeah, and, because if there's no tooth, how am I getting my money? Well, I tried to clarify yeah. that once her brother lost a tooth, after we, he dropped it or something. So we just basically wrote a note to the tooth fairy. As you know, right. Sam lost a tooth. And my son goes, yeah, that's right, Rebecca. And he's winking. I'm like, no, that really happened, man. And I'm, <laughs> he thinks I'm lying. Right. It, it was, uh, but I, I uh, you know, she it really rattled her day. She, uh, <laughs> oh, poor thing. By the end of the day, she's like, I want the other one out now. Well, she should be. So only one came out. Only one. The she's, other one's like a little loose. Tell her to go and hang out with the dog for a while. She, that's what I said. She goes, no. She's like scared of the dog. She was walking around with a, a plastic baggie in case a tooth fell out. But it got me thinking. And this is not a news question so much as a, I want to read your funny text question mm-hmm. if they come in. How did you lose your tooth? And I'm not talking about decay. I'm not talking about. Like a bar fight? Whatever. <laughs> God. Yeah. Were you drinking a beer and someone got into a bar fight and all of a sudden the bottle knocked Did out you one of your teeth? Did you use your teeth to rip a bottle cap off of a bottle of beer? Trying to show off. Like, there's got to be a funny story about, about and then my t- your tooth. And then my tooth popped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, if it's sad, that's not a fun story. Oh, no, well, no. But there's got to be those, in retrospect, <laughs> it's kind of funny after the fact. Right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 